0: Jim Ford
1: and I'm Dan Kertske
0: and this is the Lantern Cast,
1: episode one twenty seven.
0: Yes, one twenty seven. So, since uh, since it's a huge landmark episode, we uh, we thought we'd do something very special.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what do you want from me? You want me <laughs> to continue your lies?
0: You see, I don't know what I want, but something more than nothing. <laughs> You give me nothing.
1: I give you the appropriate response. <laughs> uh, we got Showcase
0: presents Green Lantern. This is the 24th issue of Showcase. Green Lantern, Hal Jordan's third appearance. This is uh, just before. This is like the final issue of Showcase before the Green Lantern series started. Yeah. So we've uh, we've tackled Showcase 22, Hal Jordan's first appearance. We. Took on Showcase 23. Uh, this was a little while ago. I don't remember the last time we did one of these episodes.
1: Yeah, I'll look that up. Good it's been a you. while. I think it was around the time when, um, uh, it might have been like right after Blackest Night, actually. Maybe.
0: That would have been good timing.
1: Would but it? <laughs> Why would it? <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking here. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm trying to give you something. I'm trying to give you anything. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, well, this is a great way to start off the episode.
1: It's oh, it's fantastic.
0: Riveting podcasting right here. It's
1: amazing. I will listen to it twice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But anyway, yeah, the uh, the first issue of uh, you know the first appearance of Hal Jordan was a really terrific issue, and then issue 23 was not not as not nearly as good. Um, but now we have 24, and since they created a Green Lantern series after this, you, you have to assume that this is a pretty good issue if it's going to be like you know well the last issue sucked but. This one was amazing. Yeah, I want to read more about Green Lantern.
1: (laughs) God. Uh, Let's see. Man, I'm trying to find this. Yeah. 23. Is it 9? It might be this.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, this is riveting. Thank you,
1: Dad. Shut up. Look, I'm trying to fill in your gaps here. You're like, oh, yeah, we did this at some point, right? In the past... Yeah, Yeah,
0: all they have to do is go on iTunes and scroll through all the episodes.
1: Uh Uh-huh. This made me realize Um, we don't have a search function on our website. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, no we don't. Uh, Okay, the second, the episode, issue 23, was episode 63.
1: Okay. God, Jim, why are you taking so long? (laughs) Apparently we never talked about the first one. We definitely did.
0: Oh, uh, 29. It was uh, Happy 50th Birthday, Hal Jordan.
1: Oh, okay. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, yes, if you want to go back, it's episode 29 was the first appearance of Hal Jordan that we we discussed him. And uh, then the second appearance was episode 63. So, yeah, it's been a few episodes since we've done one of these.
1: It's only been like a hundred. Come on. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, now, um, getting down to business. Yes. Um, Showcase 24, like most of these uh, old-style comics, it actually contains two stories. Uh, The first one being The Secret of the Black Museum. The second being the creature that couldn't die. So Dan is going to take on the second one. Okay. Um, So we start off with The Secret of the Black Museum. Now, like right off the bat, the way that they work these stories is that they give you this one page where, like, it looks the darkest for our hero. Like he could die (laughs) in the next panel. And then they go back to, like, the beginning of the story, and then you have to work your way there.
1: Yeah, they, they lead with the cliffhanger.
0: Yes, yeah. Which actually is... It's it's pretty interesting, because... Well, I'll talk about it later, but it actually ties into what I read for Action Lab.
1: Huh. Ironically. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like their second shot at the cover, almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like two covers. It's like a, you have the one cover, and then you have another cover of the other story. So... For this, uh, this, you know, the story of the Black Museum, um, it starts off with uh, Carol Ferris. She's she's thinking about how much she really wants to marry Green Lantern (laughs) (laughs) and how she was on a date with Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. And she even convinced her dad to let her marry Green Lantern. (laughs) Now, like they've been out like a couple of times. And, you know, they've gone out on a few dates. She's convinced her father, who told her to completely avoid romantic <laughs> entanglements while he was away on his two-year stint, to, uh, oh, God, to, yeah, he got, she got her, her father's permission to marry the superhero. So they're, they're in uh, the park, <laughs> and he's, like, leaning in and he's going to say something. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, something happens and he has to go fly away and save somebody from drowning. And Carol's like, it's like, wait, come back. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Thinking that he was going to propose. So, uh, what you got? Um, uh, anyway, so that's, that's the first part. Then it completely switches gears to Hal Jordan. Um, he's been going over these plans for this secret government plane. Uh and when he has to go find the plans to return them they they're missing. So he thinks like maybe like somebody stole them. <laughs> and he remembers the guy's face barely, but he doesn't know where he remembers it from. So he uses his green lantern ring to help him concentrate harder. You know, it's like th- these are things that nobody thinks to use the green lantern ring for anymore. It's like, "Oh, where did I leave my car keys? I'll just use my ring to enhance my memory. Chances are that's going to cause cancer. But what you call it? So he, he figures out in his in his head that the uh, the guy that he bumped into, who probably stole the plans, is this purple guy that looks suspiciously like Sinestro, but
2: isn't Sinestro somehow?
0: <laughs> so you know he you know gets his costume on, the one that he took off a dying alien.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. He probably didn't clean it.
0: (laughs) He wears this this dead alien's costume. And, uh, you know, he always recharges his power battery, so he gets his 24 hours of power. And then he flies off to uh, the amusement park where he had, you know, spotted that guy where he remembered him from. And as he he flies there, like, coincidentally that's the exact moment that, like, a roller coaster start, decides to fly off the track. Which you have to wonder, it's like, oh my god, like, who the hell is going to this, this amusement park where roller coasters can just, at any given point, just fly right off the track?
1: It was a simpler time.
0: I guess. <laughs> People wanted less children. So, and of course, it's a yellow uh, roller coaster car, so he has the... He has to use springs to get it by the wheels, which is very clever. And who does he see at the amusement park? But Carol Ferris, who is like, she's psychotic. Like, she's actually, like, <laughs> she's a psycho. She's like, oh, I was driving by on my way home and I saw you <laughs> flying in to rescue. Like, she's basically stalking Hal Jordan.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Or creepy.
2: Uh,
0: Green Lantern. <laughs> it's like, was there something you wanted to ask me? Was there anything? Tell me. <laughs> she actually says it like even more creepy. <laughs> but he notices the uh, the look lookalike, um, who has a name of uh, Monster.
1: Yeah, it's not. I kept calling him Monster, but it's not Monster. <laughs>
0: no, it's not Monster. It's Master. Um, so he follows him into this thing called the Black Museum, which uh, it's like an exhibit that has like rockets and dynamite and all sorts of creepy things that you would really wonder why they would put it in an amusement park.
1: Yeah. It's just a room full of live ammunition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So, so that's, that's that. And then green lantern does something like so clever that you really have to wonder like why he's never done this since he creates like a ton of these tiny little microphones to go all throughout this building, so that he can like listen in and find out which direction he has to go in to find the bad guys. So not only does he find them, but he hears them talking about the uh, the plans for that that secret plane. He uh, he runs there and as he bursts in the door, somebody knocks him out. It's it's monster. He he knocks him out. So uh, they launch fireworks from this this black museum apparently. Because I mean that's safe. You have a museum filled with live ammunition, and then you launch fireworks at the top of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but but why are they launching fireworks?
0: Well, they launch fireworks every night, but uh, <laughs> as <laughs> they they even say that they, they launch the fireworks out of it every night. But they figure that while the fireworks are going off, they're gonna blast off this rocket. That is gonna hold the plans for for this this secret. Oh my god! This, this is this is the part that kind of makes my head want to explode a little.
1: This is the part. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes, this is the part. They built this enormous rocket, and the rocket, like when it blasts off, Hal Jordan is uh, he's basically tied up, he's locked up underneath the blast. So when the rocket goes off, you know the fire should kill him. Blah blah blah. But they built this giant ass rocket, and they're gonna put the plans in this giant ass rocket to fly it to their own country. Like, like <laughs> that's the most convenient way to send the plans. Like, not put them in your pants pocket and take a boat ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For that matter, how big? Like, how big of a rocket do you need? Because yeah, yeah. this is this is something that Hal kept in his pocket. And you need to put it inside. It looks like the space shuttle. You need to put it inside a gigantic NASA rocket ship to fly it to another country. Uh, (laughs) You you could mail it probably.
0: Basically. Uh, So yeah. So within the last five seconds though, Hal wakes up, um, from, you know, being knocked out and he creates a, uh, you know, protective bubble around him. Um, just in the nick of time, he uses his ring to unlock the uh, the gauntlets that are tying him down. He uh, imprisons everybody with uh, a cage, and then he goes, flies after the missile, catches it, gets the secret plans. He's awarded a Medal of Merit by the government, and uh, just out of the blue, Carol Ferris comes up to him as everybody's congratulating him and says... Next time you're gonna propose to a girl, stay put until you have finished, and then she walks off like in a huff, <laughs> and he's just like,
2: "What? What? What is wrong with you?"
1: That second to last panel is the best thing ever. Cause look at the, like, look how creepy she is because of her placement in the panel, <laughs> and look at the look on his face. Yeah. In <laughs> the
0: panel after that, he's just like, uh, "What the hell just happened?"
1: <clears throat> God. And Now, something I made note of in this story was the army, because first of all, I guess the entire army just hangs out in some building called Army Headquarters, <laughs> and then at the end, when Hal's getting, like, congratulations on TV by some old guy in a trench coat, I'm like, I guess he's the army?
2: <laughs> he is the army.
1: Yes. An army of one. <clears throat> um, the, the um, t- towards the beginning, when Hal's trying to remember where he kept the thing. Yes. Not only does he, first I laughed because he's shooting himself in the face. <laughs> but then the very next panel, he's holding it there so long. His brain is smoking. <laughs> he's like, almost got it! <laughs> oh, his eye look how wide his eyes are <laughs> he's He's like clearly hurting himself.
0: <laughs> I've almost got it, but I don't know where I live anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing?
0: <laughs> I don't know how to fly planes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what about the whole like like okay you, he's been given top secret army plans for like some sort of space plane,
0: and he keeps him in his front pocket
1: of a coat that he doesn't have on him <laughs> the majority of the time. It's like in his locker.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man,
0: I love this though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love-
0: this is this is fantastic.
1: It really is. I, I love the fact that, like, all it takes to take out Green Lantern... Just punch him in the head? They're like, get him! Some guy's like, okay, and punches him, and he's down. <laughs> God, this is... I, this is the whole lamp you out thing all over again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. the, op- the opening page with Carol... It's not only does it it cement her as supremely crazy and a creepy stalker, it also like like <laughs> it's 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 one of those because we we may mention in, in the past in the first two issues of this how um this was kind of kind of progressive of them to put Carol a female character in this position where she's the boss and she's the the <laughs> owner and proprietor of this company yes and you kind of. You kind of get mixed messages this time around from it. Because, like, in two panels, they make a point to, like, to hit you over the head with the fact that, like, she's the boss. And then they have her, like, going on like a psycho about how how badly she wants to trick Green Lantern into marrying her. Like, (laughs) Like, the first narration box says, uh... Uh, Carol Ferris crosses the yard of Ferris Aircraft Company where she is in sole control. And then the very next <coughs> panel is an editor's note that just says, uh, the talk, she mentions her dad by name and the editor's note said, he took off on a two-year trip around the world, leaving his pretty daughter in complete charge of his company. <laughs> but on her promise to avoid romantic engagements. It's like, who would make that a condition of a deal, first of all? Yeah.
0: Um, and I think... oh well, yeah, by issue, issue one takes place a year after Hal gets the ring.
1: Oh, thank God. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I like when they do time jumps like that.
0: Yeah, but uh, that makes me think that, you know, that at any given point, the father can come back.
1: Yeah. Can I just say, I, I really enjoy the fact that Hal spends the majority of his time as Green Lantern just doing everyday stuff, like going on dates and hanging out at carnivals.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he has, he, and he goes out, he's hanging out with socialites and stuff.
1: Yeah, like like he saved a guy from drowning and he saved that roller coaster full of people, but both of those were completely circumstantial. <laughs> he wasn't there to do he wasn't there to do either of those things.
0: Yeah, he was just in the area. It's like, oh I guess I might as well save this guy.
1: It's like if he didn't screw up at work, that roller coaster full of people would have been dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, and what you call it? What they one of the things they note they note here is that the father's name is Willard, Willard. Ferris here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that came up in the first issue. But I'm not sure, but yeah,
0: probably. But...
1: I gotta tell you, it's a lot less confusing than him being named Carl. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, I can understand why they didn't keep Willard, but I mean, no offense to all the Willards listening to this. Right now, but you know, <laughs> Carl and Carol Ferris—that's that's a little much.
0: Father and daughter.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that makes it better.
0: <clears throat> um, I you know I did some searching for that guy uh, Master. Yeah. And one like apparently one meaning of it is unfermented grape juice.
1: It, oh Jesus! Is this because of his complexion? I was.
0: I, I'm. I'm considering. I, I'm not really sure. It might. <laughs> might actually be. But uh, uh. the the name is uh, from you know Germany, Italy, Hungary, Russia, England, or Sweden.
1: So one of those countries tried to to rocket our plans away. <laughs>
0: it's probably Russia.
1: I don't know. They they worked extra hard to not tie anybody to a country. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, they do that on purpose.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and this was before the DC started making up fake countries to have terrorists and stuff be from, isn't it? <laughs> like, there was no Bialya yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the...
0: Isn't that a type of bagel without a hole?
1: Most likely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this this was fantastic. I mean, it's it's just so outlandish, um, but I mean, like the way that he uses his ring, like to help him concentrate, and you know, to uh, to use the microphones to listen in everywhere.
1: Yeah, the microphone thing especially was cool. And then he threw in the little little aside that like, all right, I'll make I'll make microphones, I'll make. Dozens of them, and they'll go everywhere. And also, they're invisible. It's, like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's such a it's such a lopsided power scale. He can do that, and then he can shrug off getting nuked by a rocket. But somebody punches him in the face, and he is down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's very true. <laughs> Oh. His weakness
1: is the color yellow and guys hiding behind doors.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the color yellow and anybody that can think slightly faster than he can.
1: <laughs> the color yellow and rooms containing more than two people.
0: <laughs> and a yellow
1: lamp. <laughs> I'm gonna lamp you out.
0: Okay, so... And yeah, you can see this guy, master is like... He's like clearly inspiration for, for Sinestro.
2: <laughs> it,
0: it's almost like they wanted to create a Sinestro character. Yeah. They just threw him in here.
1: I like I'm doing this in the chronicles, and even in the the recolored version, his skin tone changes a lot, <laughs> and there's only like once where it's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I'm looking at a panel right now where his hands and his face and neck are two different colors.
0: <laughs> right they should be.
1: <clears throat> anyway, alright. Uh, next next half?
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Alright, the creature that couldn't die. Which is the worst kind of creature. Unless it's a friendly one, I guess, that makes ice cream. But Whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> so Hal's doing his test pilot thing, and he gets a call from Carol over his headset, and instead of responding to her, he has this like inner monologue, which you know it happens in comics. Except he's apparently having this in real time because Carol's noticing. Like it's been like a few minutes, and he's not talking back to me at all. He's <laughs> in his head. He's going on about how like oh my god, Carol wants to talk to me. Oh, this is amazing. What should I say? Oh, I didn't think she wanted to have anything to do with me because she's in love with my alter eagle. Eagle, oh, Green Lantern! And blah blah, blah and finally-
2: <laughs> Like a half hour later, she's like, "Answer me,
1: damn it!" <laughs> and she basically says, "You know, like I I need you to to drive me to this meeting where we might have a merger with this this factory or whatever. It's not important." And he's still thinking, oh, all that time we're gonna spend together. He hasn't said like a word out loud yet. He, it's, so he he chooses the efficient response of skywriting the word okay in the clouds.
2: <laughs>
1: oh god! So cut immediately to them driving, <laughs> and it's it's a long drive. So Carol decides <laughs> to to fill the time oh, god. by t- by telling him all about this dream she had where <laughs> where the two of them got married, and it was the most horrific nightmare of her life. <laughs> like, why would you tell someone about this? Like, like, why would you purposely set up a trip that would have the two of you secluded <laughs> for so many hours, just so you could tell them what a horrible nightmare spending their lives with you is? <laughs> well, there's,
0: there's a reason why she was going to get married to Hal Jordan.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, in her dream... She agreed to marry Hal because she wanted to make Green Lantern jealous in hopes that he would, Green Lantern would just randomly show up sometime during the wedding to whisk her off her feet so that they could get married. And they go through with it, and they're doing the I do's, and she's in tears. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god. What have I done? And Hal is happy. And Carol's like, crush. Her life is obviously over. And like they're all, they're like driving off to the honeymoon. And she's like, oh god, oh god, why? And as they're driving down the street, still in the dream, uh, this painter falls off the scaffolding, and Hal decides, like, oh god, I gotta save him. So he puts on the power ring, flies out in his tux, and saves the guy. And Carol's like, oh my god. I married Green Lantern after all, and it's Hal Jordan. And she tells Hal all about this, and <clears throat> she's like, "So, and that dream must mean that maybe you really are Hal Jordan."
0: <laughs> and-, <laughs> and Hal Jordan's his uh, his answer to this is to drive off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not necessarily on purpose but i'm not ruling it out either Whoa. and then <laughs> so, so in the dream a guy falls from a, a a large height and has to be saved by a green electric construct here hal just drove off the cliff and saved the car with a uh, a construct parachute and he's just like, during this, he's just like, huh, that sure is similar. Huh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Not even caring about the fact that Carol should really know who he is now, and that should blow his whole secret identity, which, you know, actually, I can't remember, <clears throat> was it this issue, or, no, I think it was It was your half. Uh, Hal has a whole, yeah, yeah, it's when they're in the amusement park. He says, I can't tell Carol what I, I'm really here for, or she'll suspect that Hal Jordan and I are one and the same, and, that's something she was never find out, or her life will be continuously threatened by my enemies who will strike at her through me. Wouldn't that only happen if his enemies found out who he is? Like, how would she, how would she knowing put her in danger?
0: I guess if if like she goes to kiss Green Lantern.
1: But she's doing that already. That's true. They're going out on public dates. Yeah. They're hanging out.
0: Actually, the only thing that would harm. Is Hal Jordan's personal
1: life, which he doesn't seem to have True, one really. Yeah, he just
0: goes home and sits in his chair and thinks about his thinks, lantern.
1: He wishes that he was with Carol, and he can only be that be with her when he's in as Green Lantern. Yeah,
0: Hal Jordan's personal <laughs> life in in these early issues is very similar to Waverly Sayer.
1: Oh God, <laughs>
0: the, the shut in. Who never left his house and just put on a ring every once in a while to go save people on another planet.
1: No, it's worse, because Waverly Sayer at least had a dog.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Hal Jordan just has misery. He just
0: has the battery that sends him messages.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Carol conveniently passed out the instant the car drove off the cliff, so she didn't see anything. (laughs) And Hal's still kinda looking around like, boy, we fell from high up, that sure is weird. Hey, a footprint! (laughs) He sees this Godzilla-sized footprint in the desert and decides, well, Carol's unconscious in a car with no roof in the middle of the desert. (laughs) She'll probably, she'll probably be okay. (laughs) He just flies off to check it out. And, (laughs) this is amazing. He passes a jeep filled with scientists who are, like, just frantically driving around and trying to wave him down. They're driving through the desert hysterical.
0: We're trying to let everybody know to
1: be careful.
0: We're, we're doing that by driving through this very secluded area away from everyone.
1: They say, like, there's two of them. The one guy is like, we're scientists from... From, like, this this science place on top of the mountain. And the other guy's like, something terrible has happened. And the first guy piles, fires back, calm down, we've got to explain! <laughs> They're practically slapping each other. <clears throat> and they basically, like, they say they've been doing, you know, the most safe thing ever, which is experimenting with cosmic rays. <clears throat>
0: and the- We know how that worked out with the Fantastic Four
1: oh, yeah, no, that's fine. No psychological or physical damage there. <coughs> but, you know, they finally, like, they radiated something with cosmic rays, and it came to life and became a gigantic monster and is running amok. And they make a point of saying, <coughs> uh, we are trying to alarm the countryside. It may destroy thousands of people. So when you want to alarm the countryside, <laughs> an impending genocide. You don't call anyone. You pile into a Jeep and just drive like a maniac and wave down everyone in sight, which is no one because you're driving through the desert. You're driving as far away from populated civilization as you can.
0: Oh, man. Well, they tried to shoot it.
1: Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) I mean, that that present like like that was the first thing they did when they reacted. something looks weird. he just pulled out a gun and shoots it. oh my God,
0: it's amazing. We've just created a new form of life. oh my God, shoot it
1: <laughs> so, so Hal says they're so Hal basically says, Good job, keep it up, and he flies off to to find the monster, which is larger than a city now. And it apparently hates roads and bridges, because it just keeps it just keeps tearing them down. And he shoots this thing in the face a bunch of times, does nothing. It turns around and shoots him with yellow eye beams, which should have killed him, probably, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you get... This month where the creature just kind of stumbles into a skyscraper, completely leveling it. But the people running away have this amazing dialogue. Luckily, one was inside that building. <laughs> the people were warned and fled.
2: <laughs> I love
1: that! You may as well just show a bunch of parachutes in the background <laughs> and say, oh, thank God they all got out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... And then, and then I like to th- I like to think that the scientists made it to Army headquarters because <laughs> now there's tanks and planes shooting at the thing, which you know they <laughs> they make a point of saying our bolts and bombs have no effect. I I don't think they tried very hard <laughs> because they just got there, but you know whatever. So the army's given up. <laughs> Maybe if they had their experimental plane, but you know
0: they're <laughs> heading <laughs> back to Army HQ now.
1: So Hal's just kind of following this thing around While it destroys Coast City <laughs> And he's trying to figure out what to do Because nothing's working But then he's like, hey, wait a minute <clears throat> Those science types said this thing Got this way by cosmic rays Well <laughs> And then Hal drops some science on us And says that, you know Cosmic rays are actually be- bombarding Every inch of the Earth all the time which is actually true. Yes, it is. So, you know, props to DC in the 50s. Yeah, the editors. <clears throat> yeah, was, this was 50s, right, or was it 60s? This was 60s. 60s. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yay, 60s. Okay, so Hal's like, you know, maybe I, can, <laughs> maybe I can keep the cosmic rays from feeding this thing energy by putting it in, like, a tube. So he does. And it works out because his powers are already fading, you know, the heat vision is going away, and it's it's starting to shrink. It's like shrinking out of existence. And as it's shrinking, it starts communicating to him through radiation and stuff. And basically it just says, thank you for killing me. I love the world. And then it's just gone. It's a pile. It's a smudge. It's a pile of goop on the ground. Oh. <laughs> uh. And then when like the press and crowds gather to to see to question Green Lantern about it, he just says The creature was born in a test tube and it died in a test tube and they just flew away.
0: <laughs> I like to yep. I like to think that as he's flying away right, he's like, I'm out, bitches!
1: He had, like, this CSI Miami moment where he just delivered this line and then was just gone. Oh. <laughs> and then, no, I think this is my favorite part of the issue. He has to, you know, concoct some sort of cover story for Carol, right? So, <laughs> get, he went to find a doctor, okay? As Hal Jordan drags this doctor into the desert <laughs> to Carol's car. Don't kill me! <laughs> <laughs> Like you look at this guy. You look, you look at the body language of these two. This guy does not want to be going there. He, Hal is like forcing him against his will, and Carol's like, "Hal, what happened to you?" Like she, like they're in the same spot. She's still in the passenger seat, so they haven't moved. She's been, so aw- he dragged- She's
0: been awake for hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the <laughs> hell happened to him? And so Hal dragged this doctor from civilization to the middle of the desert. He's like, I went to the ER uh, to get, oh no, that was er, I went to er, get this doctor for you, Carol, if I see you've recovered. (laughs) And then when they're back to, like, the office or whatever, she's reading the newspaper, and this is retarded. She says... (laughs) Well, I guess this proves you're not Green Lantern, Hal. While well, you were wandering around in search of a doctor for me, Green Lantern was battling a creature. Oh, well. <laughs> you couldn't possibly be Green Lantern because Green Lantern was off doing stuff. Well, I didn't know where you were. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <clears throat> uh-huh. And he just walks away, he just goes home abruptly, like in mid-sentence, he just leaves. And she's like, well, I guess, I really thought he might be Green Lantern, but... Uh, What what does she say?
2: Uh, I guess dreams don't foretell the future after
0: all, and that means I've (laughs) still got my problem. How am I going to get Green Lantern to propose to me? He's full of coverage. Coverage. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He's very well. He's got. He's got five
0: bars. (laughs) (laughs) He's full of courage for anything but that.
1: And this closes out Green Lantern stint in Showcase, and the final panel space is a just a picture of Hal's head, his floating disembodied head, with a little blurb that says, "If you've been thrilled." If you have been thrilled by the adventures of Green Lantern in the past three issues of Showcase and would like to see his adventures continue, <coughs> continue in a magazine exclusively his own, please write and tell him so.
0: This is where Which, it was care of National
1: Comics. Yep. Which I guess they got enough letters. I guess. Yeah, because <coughs> we get Green Lantern number one shortly after this. Yep. <laughs> this story.
0: Was so fantastic, amazing. Oh god, I love this.
1: Instead of doing the April books, can we just read this four times? <laughs> uh,
0: what you call it? They're from the Dulong Station, <coughs> um, and I, I checked that out. And apparently, that's probably named after Pierre Louis Dulong, a French scientist, a physicist and chemist, chemist, a chemist, a chemist. <laughs> he,
1: just, he just invented a new kind of scientist
0: as <laughs> a chemist um yeah and he actually he studied cosmic rays on lifeless blobs oh just kidding
1: oh.
2: <laughs> nobody did that god
1: so can we can we agree that they pretty much want carol to know who green lantern is because like like we've seen like the the whole like like oh my god will they figure it out what what will happen with this love triangle kind of thing in superhero comics before and i've never ever seen someone be this close away from <laughs> from finding it all out ever like it's it's like it's like she has one dot to connect and she will have the entire web of lies figured out <laughs> like it's so obvious to her she's seeing it in her dreams <laughs>
0: Her subconscious is like banging her over the head like, hey, idiot, they're the same damn person.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, man. I love the fact that the people running away from that falling building made a point to say that there was nobody inside the building.
1: Like they checked first? Like what?
0: Lucky no one was inside that building except that tiny little orphanage at the top.
1: Like I don't even think they ran out of that building. They're just guessing. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe there, there was a sign on it that says "all clear." Oh, good. And I love that this monster has like a yellow mohawk and like a Fu Manchu mustache kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a weird squid thing. Like like this could very easily be like a, like a season one Power Rangers villain. It,
0: it's a squid bear. It's like a squid <laughs> bear with no fur. <laughs> With a bird head.
1: Were you... Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, because when he has it in the uh, in the green test tube, it's kind of standing like a bear.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But he's got the squid arms and a bird head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a beard and a mustache.
0: <laughs> and a tiny little beak and giant yellow eyes. I, God. Like, the fact that he came up with this idea to use a giant test tube to prevent the cosmic rays... Like that's that's a really cool way to uh, to overcome this bad guy.
1: Yeah, it, especially since it's essentially just let's put it in a bubble and see what happens. Like it's it
0: works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. I got talk talk about panels that today, taken out context, would have a completely different meaning. The last page, the first panel. <laughs>
0: um. Later. I, as as newsmen quiz the hero in green. So that's the way you sum up the affair, Green Lantern? Yes, the creature was born in a test tube, and it died. And it he said that so <laughs> flippantly.
1: Yeah. Look at the look on his. He looks pissed off when he's saying it, too. Like, he hated this thing. It's he like, wanted it to like dead. Yeah,
0: like the things like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for killing me. I never deserved to live.
1: Like that's another. They went out of their way to make this creature sympathetic at, on its deathbed. Like yeah. it was a rampaging monster. Like that makes that kind of makes it the good guy in this story. Because Like all it did was be born, yeah. and like scientists are shooting it in the face. Hal Jordan's murdering it. The army's trying to blow it up, and it's like, oh, thank God I didn't hurt anybody, and then died. Yeah. Like what? What the hell? Yeah.
0: And then and, and like the fact that like the scientists create this thing and like within moments mm-hmm. the one scientist shot it point blank.
2: Yeah.
0: Like wh- what the hell are you doing with a gun? Like that's your backup plan for everything? Shoot it with a gun? <laughs>
1: Listen, if you're a scientist in the DC universe, you had better have some kind of guns on hand because something bad's going to happen in your lab. I
0: mean, like, I'm almost wondering, like, you know, is that gun more for shooting what you just created or if what you just created was so horrible, do you shoot yourself <laughs> in the head so you don't have to live in a world that, that exists with this, this thing that you just created?
1: Maybe they're afraid someone's going to break in, steal their creations, load it into a rocket, and fire it off to another country.
0: <laughs> well, that only works if they can fit in your pocket. Otherwise, yeah, you have to build a rocket too big.
1: That's true. That's true. God, if they had to transport this in a rocket, they would just scale it up and it would be the size of, like, the moon.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, do you think, like, because this, this creature in the little flashback, it's clearly shown as busting out of the lab. Like, do you think... It started destroying the lab before or after they shot it in the face. <laughs> uh, it
0: was, I think as soon as like they created this tiny little man in the test tube, <laughs> the guy just he grabbed the gun. Look!
1: Look at the test tube panel that that uh, where they're explaining it. The guy, like the guy on the right, is the one that shot it. Look at his face. <laughs> his his shrouded in darkness, <laughs> cold, dead stare of a face. Hey.
0: A shape materializing <laughs> inside. I'll get my gun.
1: Earth Even the, the for that,
0: he just looks angry.
1: He's just dead inside, <laughs> like, and he I wants everything else to be dead. <laughs> like, he's dead inside and wants everything else to be dead, too. Uh,
0: it, it's almost like as soon as they, they get Hal Jordan's attention, he just wants to say that. He's like, uh, just so you know, I did try and shoot it. It's like, calm down, we have to like Green Lantern know. No, oh, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. I just want him to know that I tried to shoot him in the face. And that didn't work. So, I did
1: try I to shoot him. I would love it if these two scientists kept showing up and it was their zany bunglings <laughs> that led to a lot of adventures.
0: <laughs> they keep creating creatures that cause lots of damage and want to die.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. This giant creature is basically suicidal. He wants to die. Thank you for killing me.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> he just wanted to live and love, but no. He
0: just wanted to die and not cause any more pain for anyone else.
1: God, I I can't remember. Has has Hal gone to space yet? Actually, I could flip back and see. Uh, he... <clears throat> yes, he has. Yes. Okay. At some point, like, wouldn't you think he might try to like? Like just taking it to another planet and leaving it there or something.
0: <laughs> well, then, but <laughs> it's still going to be absorbing cosmic rays.
1: That's all right. Put it on an like a unpopulated world or something.
0: But it's going to get so large that eventually it's going to like become the size of the universe.
1: I think it it might die first. <laughs> well, bullets had no effect. Yeah, but if you, like, it's if it's, like, essentially a battery for cosmic rays or whatever, like, you can all, it, like, it'll overload eventually. Like, you can only eat so much before you die. Well,
0: maybe this guy doesn't have that limit.
1: <clears throat> oh, well, okay. Well, why not? Sure. Okay. <laughs> this
0: is the one thing that didn't have the limit. Hal Jordan had to kill it with his green test tube. <laughs> Hal Jordan had to murder this creature.
1: He had to do it, he had to do it awesomely. <laughs>
0: he had to, to murder this lovable little creature that only wanted to cause happiness.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's like the Simpsons. We bring you love! Kill it! Kill it!
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: did we ever say the creative team on these? Nope. <laughs> you should do that.
0: I should do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't you do that,
1: Dan? Well, uh,
0: I <laughs> you probably have a better, an easier time of, of <laughs> figuring it out. It's uh, no. Gil Kane on art, and... Yeah. Um...
1: John Bloom? No. Maybe. Julie Schwartz was the editor. Yes. He did this whole era of sci-fi DC.
0: Joe Giella.
1: Oh, Joe Giella, okay. I kept finding nothing but artists. Do you know
0: who that is, Joe Giall?
1: <laughs> uh, he. I know he did a lot of work on the Flash around this time too.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> oh, awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, and we said it a lot, but if you can track down these old issues in Chronicles or Showcases or, or, uh, uh, where are the expensive ones called again, Chron- actual no, uh, comics. <laughs> no, yeah, that That and Archives, Archive Editions Or Omnibus you know, Omnibus <laughs> omnibuses. Yeah, whatever whatever form you can find them in Get it, read them, enjoy them Try to find them in color, it helps Especially since every, you'll lose track of Of which enemies have yellow eye beams Hint <laughs> Hint, it's all of them <laughs>
0: Yeah Yeah, you know well, to be fair though, those uh, those showcases, the uh, the black and white showcases, mm-hmm. are like they're also kind of awesome because like you just get to see like the pencil and ink work.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that is really cool,
1: man.
0: Yeah, I have this in like a couple of formats.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have to revisit this again sooner rather than later.
0: <laughs> Green Lantern number one. Yes. I'm good with that. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh... What's next? What's next? Let's talk about Action Lab.
1: Action Lab? Yes. Is that, like, food? What is that? I've never heard of that before. Are you making words up?
0: You, what? What are you talking about? Shut up. You're ruining this! <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah action lab we've talked about action lab numerous times uh, let's see if i can figure out what the website is
1: actionlab.com like that. that would be
0: awesome it is no no it's not it's not it absolutely is not don't go to that people please
1: what <laughs> is this something awful it is right, actionlabcomics.com that's the one <laughs> that's it there, there you go yes now i'm now I'm curious. <laughs> Talk about Action Lab. I'm going to look at It's pills.
0: Up. It's just pills. Okay, so... We, we talked about Action Lab at length with uh, Fracture when Fracture came out. Um, and just recently they were uh, nominated for... Uh, it was Eisner Awards, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes.
0: For Princeless. Um which I have yet to read, but I want to. I'll be getting the trade. I think the trade comes out pretty soon. Mm-hmm.
2: Um.
0: Uh, so. <clears throat> God. What else? What are they, they? What is it? Back in the day, was the other one we talked about from Action Line?
1: Yeah, back in the day, uh, I read. Uh, oh God, fracture. Mm-hmm. Did you read all of fracture? No, I didn't. Ah, uh, you I'm should. Gonna get that in trade. Yeah, they are coming out. The uh, Princess and Fracture are getting traded soon. Yeah,
0: I think they're, they have the trades, or at least they have the uh, the proofs of some of the trades.
1: Yeah, and I know they're working on the second Fracture miniseries.
0: That's cool. <laughs> but, um, so, so there's two things to talk about. Uh, first off is for Free Comic Book Day. Y- you just saw this recently, Dan, right?
1: Yeah, the other day.
0: Yeah, like this, this, I found out about this actually before I found out about the Archaea. Archa- I'm going to say
1: Archaea. Ar- it's Archaea. I'm going to call M- it Archaia. You're wrong. I, I don't <laughs> the care. The people who, the people who work for them call it Archaea.
0: <laughs> how, do, how do you spell it?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. A-R-C-H-A-I-A.
0: Yeah, okay, I guess that is Archaea.
1: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I found out about this before I found out about Ar- Ar- Archaea. And, uh, it, it, this, sure. this is like at the top of my list of what I actually want for from uh, Free Comic Book Day. Yes. It's, it's like a 200-page digital comic that you can, you go to the ActionLabComics.com website and, uh, they they have links to where you'll be able to find it, but
1: <clears throat> yeah, I believe it's their site and as well as uh, Comicsology no. and something I don't else. think no? they're
0: on Comicsology. I think they are. I don't think so.
1: I'll keep keep talking. I'll look.
0: Um, they were on Graphically, but they closed. Mm. Um, they're on Comics Plus, Drive Through Comics, and supposedly additional digital outlets. <clears throat> um, yeah. This thing is gonna have, yeah. It's a 200-page gigantic digital comic. It's gonna have. Uh, it features stuff from Princeless, Double Jumpers, which I'll talk about in a second.
2: Mm. Jetta,
0: Tales of the Toshigawa, <clears throat> Fracture, Glob World, Snowed In, Back in the Day, Monsters Are Just Like Us. I need that. I need <laughs> Monsters Are Just Like Us in my life xo one and the Rock Solid steel Bots. I think I actually have some of that. Space-Time Condominium, Dave DeWanch's webcomic, and uh, Jack Hammer, um, which I think is pretty new.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a crime story, I think.
0: Um, yeah, so I mean, like, this enormous monster of a digital comic. They're just giving away for free, for free comic book day.
1: Yeah, so if you... If you haven't tried Action Lab stuff, and let's face it, in, sometimes indie comics are hard to, to try out because you know the price tag tends to be higher than your average average Marvel or DC book, and you know you don't always ha- know like where you can find them or where you'll be able to find the next one or whatever. Like the barrier for entry can be higher with an indie book. You don't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> if this is, they're giving you. A 200 page sampler of everything that they've done completely for free, and you don't have to go anywhere to get it. You know, I just realized what
0: if we're lucky this episode was going to go up the day before free comic book day? Mm. If we're lucky, <laughs> we could be telling these people about something that they've completely missed out on.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, something I never looked in on, but I wanted to find out is like, is this going to be taken down like the next day? Yeah, I'm not really
0: sure. They don't.
1: Because I would, th- I would think they would want to keep this out there.
0: I would hope so. Yeah, because if they keep this out, then, I mean, man, we could just keep on directing people at it. Because this is so cool. I mean, like seriously, like this is there's so much. This is so much entertainment that they're just giving away for Free Comic Book Day.
1: Okay. I know. Like this. This is like the best free comic book day. Like remember when Blackest Night number zero came out for free comic book day, and that was like the standout hit because it's like, oh my god, DC did like a brand new comic book instead of reprinting something by its like top two creators. This right. is like revolutionary. Yeah. And now like flash forward a couple of years, and Arkea is doing like. Hard covers of original content, oh, and like Action Lab is doing like 200 pages for free. It's like, it's like, Jesus! Like it's gonna be hard to top this Free Comic Book Day. Like future years are gonna be horribly disappointing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think actually the there's there's going to be more Free Comic Book Day comics out there than ever before. Like th- this is like everybody. Stepped up their orders this year.
1: Yeah, <clears throat>
2: which
1: is
0: a good good year to to do that.
1: Yeah, and yet, can I just say Action Lab getting those Eisner nominations. Which if, if you if you don't know, like the Eisners are, I've heard somebody call them essentially like the Emmys of the comic world. The fact they were nominated for at least two of them is nuts, considering that as a company they've only been around for about a year and they're not the the categories they're nominated in have them like standing shoulder to shoulder with with uh Mark Wade's Daredevil and things like the Batman Brave and the Bold comics. So this is crazy awesome for them and they're and they're they're definitely taking advantage of this this press with this free comic book they offering. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you heard about that new kid on the block who's making waves. Well, now check out everything they do for free.
0: So, um, Double Jumpers number one. This is uh, a new comic coming from Action Lab. It's going to be out the end of May. Um,
2: hmm.
0: It's number one of a four-issue series, um, twenty-eight pages each. Three 390- ninety. Well, it's three ninety-nine. So.
1: Yes. Although, if you're like me, you can order it through DCBS because they do have their own section on uh, DCBS's pre-orders. Yeah, and
0: I think I don't know. I I don't know if the cutoff is uh, it's too late, but I know they they were offering something where if you ordered double jumpers, you would get a free sketch card.
1: Yes. So. Yes. Dave Watch is drawing thousands of sketch cards because he's a maniac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you can get it, if you can still get in on that that offer, then. You know, by all means. I know I'm going to try and do that. Um, But we'll get to my DCBS order later. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I got to read this issue basically a full month ahead of time. And the only downside to reading this first issue a full month before it actually comes out is that now I have to wait two months before the next issue comes out. (laughs) Actually, I don't even know if I noticed this On the next... On the the June release.
1: I don't think it was solicited yet, number two. Because I looked. Man! So... (laughs) So, I mean, they might be putting it out, like, every two months or something. Because I think there was a little gap between Fracture number two and three. So... I don't know. I'll be watching for it.
0: Okay, yeah. So, definitely order this. Definitely please order this. This is so good. It's... You know, it's a, uh, like a group of video game programmers who they're creating this game. Um, it's like, it seems like a World of Warcraft kind of <laughs> game. Um, and the only difference is it's like a, you know, like a virtual reality kind of thing. So you actually, like, log into their, their bodies. Um, and each, each player, You know, each character has been designed with, like, a full-on personality. Um, So that way, when you're playing alongside these characters, you know, it makes for a much richer um, video game experience. Um, And, uh, well, basically the premise is that they get stuck in this virtual reality game, and the personalities, you know, of each character... Gets transferred into their actual bodies. Um, And so they have free reign of uh, Las Vegas. So, oh man, it's, it's so much fun. And like, you know, throughout all the backgrounds and stuff like that, you have like these Easter eggs, like video game characters just popping up here and there.
1: Um, it was in Vegas. Is Jason in there somewhere?
0: Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice if Jason was in there. But but there's, other, there's like there's a ton of other things to notice in the background. Um, you got Dave draw, uh writing this thing, um, and then he actually wrote the back in the day story that uh, Chad and I loved. Yes. And you have Bill Blankenship doing the art. He's done Thunder Chickens. <laughs>
1: That sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: I'm not sure what Thunder Chickens is, but I, I know that, um, I've, I've checked out some of his like, he's done like web comics and stuff like that in the past, yeah. and I actually have him on my, uh, my Superman Green Lantern, um, commission thing. Nice. Um,
1: and we and, should note that this is, not, this is not advisable for, kids. for uh, the younger <laughs> readers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. Action Lab does. Provide a complete range of age appropriateness for its material. You know, you you can hand something like *Princeless* to anybody. You should not hand things like like uh, *Snowed In* or or uh, *Double Jumpers* to your children.
0: Yeah, no, that is that is very true. But yeah, um, I loved it. I can't wait for the rest of it. It's like. It, it, I, I told Dave after reading this thing, I'm like, man, it's like, I part of me almost wishes that like I didn't read it so you know so so early because it's just like having to wait for this whole story. Like I, if I sat down and you know and had all four issues, <laughs> I would like just read them all in one sitting.
1: Yes. Oh, I was gonna say can. Uh, Did you see What Action Lab is donating To the Wild Pig raffle Yes
0: I I heard about it
1: Yes it's a I I forget what all is in it It's some sort of prize pack It's
0: like a giant prize pack I forget who won that
1: Oh somebody won it already Oh okay Oh it's not a raffle item That
0: was uh, for the pre-orders
1: Oh okay. But yeah, they like they donated some like like a stack of like a whole mess of comics that they made again, giving it out to people for free. All you had to do is buy a ticket to the show. But yeah, no, this is awesome. Like this 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 is like I'm just I'm just so happy to see this this Little indie company doing this well this soon.
0: Yeah,
1: they.
2: Those guys are
0: hustlers, so uh, I mean, it's it's deserved.
1: Yes. Awesome, very cool. We have to find out. Like, we're done here. I'm gonna going to probably Facebook somebody and try and find out like. Is the free comic book day thing going to stay up Longer or is it being taken down Because I can't imagine it would be taken down Yeah I, I, I really I hope it's not But
0: We'll see
2: Yeah so, <coughs>
0: Yeah so actionlabcomics.com And uh, Yeah definitely check out Double Jumpers if you order from DCBS, I'm sure they can add that On to your order
1: Yes and if not, when you're doing your pre-orders, just check the Action Lab section in general each month, just to see what's up there, because there sometimes they have individual issues and stuff. Sometimes they have trades. Like we mentioned, Jetta is involved in this uh, this uh sampler, and that's another thing. Like that's uh that's Martheus Wade's uh, like creator-owned comic that he'd been doing on his own, and now like Action Lab is the company that's collecting it. So, like, they're going to be... I forget. I think it's... I know they're going to be doing it digitally. I think it's going to be printed too, but they're, like, they're going to be collecting all of Jeddah starting from the beginning. And he's done, like, a lot of it.
0: I only have two original pieces of art from Martheus Wade.
1: Yeah. He did, um... Remember that Ramey Hall sketch? Yes. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's
0: why I say I only have Two pieces of art from him. Definitely get more. Yes. Um, Yeah, so... And, uh, yeah, the Space-Time Condominium is the uh, webcomic from Dave Um, (laughs) Dwanch. You can check that out, too. Yes. Okay, so... That's Action Lab. So, now... I was uh, I was checking uh, Arkea now you know since I had to look up the name also
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, I mean I, I want this this free comic book day so so much um, yeah and so I went to the website and it says that Arkea was at mocha
1: yes they were
0: so I, wait weren't I, weren't I, you at mocha
1: uh, were I
0: were you I
1: I think I were.
0: Did you see Arkea there?
1: I did. I said hi Arkaya and they're like, "Hi
0: Dan." It's amazing. Not
1: really. That's not really what happened, okay. but. So tell us. So.
0: T- t- tell us about
2: your adventure.
1: My adventure. Oh, it was. It was. It was very laid back, casual, non-eventful kind of adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is I mean, mocha. Mocha's a con that like I kind of, I don't drive myself crazy for because it can. It can be really hit or miss. Like, like on the one hand, there's. You know, you catch it on the right day or the right year, it can be one of the best cons of your life. Like there was like a Mocha like three or four years ago is one of my favorite convention experiences. Whereas like other times it's like, yeah, this is okay. Or, yeah, I can miss it. Like so there are certain there are definitely some years where it's like, well, I'll go to Mocha if I happen to have the day off on one of the days (laughs) and I wake up early enough and think, Yeah, I feel like going. <clears throat> but this year, like, with my convention schedule being in such flux, and it turns out being nothing like I thought it was gonna be for this year, I'm like, you know what, I'm pretty much only going to go to, to Wild Pig and New York, so I might as well throw Mocha in there too. And, and you know, it was, it was pretty good, you know, we, like got there like 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, the, the show was open till 6, I think, I only stayed like two, two and a half hours because it's it's a weird show in that there's so much packed in there, so many people at like so many artists at tables and everything but it doesn't take you very long to see everything you know, <laughs> it's it's weird like that <laughs> and and um, but like yeah I didn't look up ahead of time who or what was going to be there so I was a little surprised to see Archaea there. Like, I I expected Top Shelf because they always have a pretty high profile presence, which, and I actually don't remember seeing them, but, um, Archaea was there. And two of the four things I bought were Archaea books. They had, um, they had a two for one deal going. Oh my god. Not on everything, on certain things, but still, like, I found, like, this, this book I'd never heard of, I still don't know anything about. It's called, uh, rust visitor in the field and like you the presentation alone like archaea it's, you can say anything you want about any comic company you want archaea does presentation the best like they know how to make their products look like quality and this looks like like you could go into somebody's like like an old like old-timey library and pull this book off the shelf and it could just be like this grand great american novel kind of thing like it's like i'll try and find like a picture or something later but it's, it's basically like this kind of not too distant future story about like this this like this family finds this kid with a jetpack that crashes on their farm and there's robots everywhere and they're trying to piece together what happened and it's it's like a real it's like an inch thick book too and like the art's awesome so I'm like all right you know what I will try this just because it looks so cool. And along with it I got a mouse guard hardcover for free.
0: <laughs> now, did you get was it the Visitor in the Field book? Yes. So that's that's actually the San Diego exclusive. Is it? I think so.
1: I have no idea. Let me let me look up I, the- I
0: just did a search, and the only Rust that came up was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive.
1: Let's see. Visit Rust, Visitor in the Field. Yeah, that's it. I have that. Limited to 500 <laughs> I copies. I guess I had a couple left over. That's <laughs> awesome. Sweet. And, like, I had read the first volume of Mouse Guard. I think the whole first volume. I forget. But, But, uh... I just kind of stopped with it because I'm like, you know what? I because I had those in issues. I'm like, I want to get the hardcovers of this eventually. Yeah. So I'm, like started, I got uh, volume two because like that's the one I, I read up to. Right. So I'm like, okay, now I have volume two. Now I'm definitely going to get all of them in hardcover. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And the third. Okay. Well, I, I
0: got the uh, the first one in hardcover as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think there's three of them, maybe four. I forget. Probably. <clears throat> And the the third thing I got was like <clears throat> this uh this the second in this book series called Johnny Wander, it's uh volume two is titled Escape to New York. I never read volume one. I've never heard of this before. Okay. But and volume one was right there too. But I <laughs> this volume two's cover grabbed me more. So I'm like ah oh, this this looks cool. It has kind of a Scott Pilgrim feel to it at least on the cover and the size and whatnot. Okay. This is printed like manga size. This isn't Archaea. but so, I don't know. I'm like I want to try something that I've never heard of before. So let's let's just do this. It'll be awesome.
0: <laughs> that, wait, you said that was from Arcaea? Not. Oh, it's not.
1: No, it's. I think it's just self-published.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility
1: coming <clears>
0: from <throat> Mocha. Yes. um i tell you the thing that i am like i'm starting to actually like take notice of is uh cursed pirate girl yeah uh have you read that
1: uh I... oh wait i think i'm thinking of something different let me just look up a picture Nope, I was thinking something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: he was at uh, Super Show last year, and yes. like I, I had heard of him slightly before that because somebody, somewhere on the internet, somebody had posted this like thing that they commissioned him to do, and it was like this enormous like uh, Little Nemo in Slumberland
2: <laughs>
0: thing. It, it was, and it's just like it's absolutely like. St- stunning because he put so much detail into all of his drawings um, so like you know you're like just looking at this and like there's like characters hidden here there and everywhere and it's like the the detail of, of the whole thing was amazing um, so I didn't I couldn't afford to you know get anything last year and stupid me I didn't get you know I didn't get the book either. Um, yeah, stupid, but uh, like recently, like you know, since my convention going is like very slim uh, this year, <laughs> and probably for the foreseeable future, um, I said, you know what? Like the one thing that I really, really wanted to get was a Jeremy Bastion sketch. Jeremy Bastion being the creator of Cursed Pirate Girl, um, so he actually does this thing where before like the week before a convention he opens up his sketch list to people that will be going to the show uh, and also people that won't be going to the show um, so I got on his list I you know will be getting a Jeremy Bastion sketch which I will I'll, uh, I'll keep that a secret for now
1: until God. It's <laughs> why are you so secretive about all of your sketches I,
0: I like I like the reveal the reveal is, is fun. But, uh, yeah, that, that'll be done, you know, eventually. It's not really a rush on that, because definitely don't want to rush Rush's art. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I figured, it's like, okay, now, I'm, I, you know, I'm getting the sketch. I'm like, I have to get Curse Pirate Girl. And in actuality, it actually comes out this month in hardcover for the first time from Archaea. Well, Um, so, I was, uh... I was going through the DCBS order form, because I, like, I just ordered directly off of the website uh, for my first order, mm. um, but then I'm like, well, I haven't purchased any comics for the month of May yet, <laughs> it means I'm going to have to go to a comic book store for that, it's like, well, that's retarded, mm-hmm. let me just, you know, look at the uh, Excel spreadsheet, and figure out what I need, and I saw that the Cursed Pirate Girl hardcover was on there, so...
1: Not that going to a comic book store is retarded or anything.
0: Well no, I mean like I I like go well
1: I know. I'm just I'm just tricking you.
0: You know what it is? Where where I live, I have a really poor selection of comic book stores. Like the ones that are anywhere near me suck. Like they're horrible. Just horrendous. And from where I live, like there's one that if I'm going on my way home, it's like a half hour out of my way. So like my half hour commute becomes an hour long commute. If I want to stop at this comic book store and it's a fantastic.
1: And then what? And then be disappointed because they don't have anything you were looking for. No, they
0: have most, like if you go on like Wednesday or Thursday, they still have most of everything. They're really good. Um, but it's so far out of the way, you know, and like the traffic to get there is a pain in the ass. Um, And then there's another one, which is, I don't know, probably even longer than a half hour away. And again, they have a very good, you know, stock, they have a lot of indie stuff, but it's just like, you know, when I get done from work, I don't really want to have to drive, you know, all this way out of my way, you know, and and take that much longer. It's like, when I get done with work, I want to go home. It's like, I'm done. I want to relax. And. And like I said, the places that are near me, oh my god. Like, I went into one place, like, just a couple of weeks ago. And it was it was the week that, I guess, the most recent issue of Red Lanterns came out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wanted to get the issue of Red Lanterns. I wanted to get an issue of uh, Green Arrow. Check that out. And the third issue that I wanted was uh, the second issue of Ferris.
1: Oh, so you can figure out what the hell's going on? <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess it's somewhat interesting. It's got me hooked enough to to want to read more than just the first issue. But I go into the comic shop, and it's this like dingy little place. The guy has a very small store, and I ask him. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, well, this is what I'm looking for, I, you know. And I remembered the the Green Lantern, uh, the, the Red Lantern book. I remember the Green Arrow book. I couldn't remember what the third one was. And the guy's like, well. And he's got stacks of all all the comics that just came in. It was like Wednesday at 4 o'clock.
1: And they weren't out yet?
0: <laughs> well, no, they were all on the, the, the desk. So I go to take a copy of Red Lanterns. And he's like, oh, he's like, I can't let you take that yet. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, no, he's like, I have to, you know, do all my pull, my pull lists first. And then I can, you know, let you have it. He's like, usually I'm done around 5, 5.30.
1: I'm, on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, on Wednesday. I'm like, wait, so I can't, I can't buy these. I'm like, you have stacks of them. He's like, no, nah, because he's like, he's like, you know what? Let me go into the book and see how many that I'm gonna need, and see how many I'm gonna have left over. Did, yeah, this is did, not...
1: did he have to pull like two?
0: <laughs> no, like I guess this guy orders so few over his pulls that you know to let one go. He, he doesn't even know how many he actually ordered for the shelf so he's like the green arrow one he's like I'm pretty sure you'll definitely be able to take that one he's like let me see now I mean if I'm not gonna be able to get red lanterns then screw it I'll keep green lantern and green arrow there but uh the guy's like he's looking he's like oh he's like no you know what you can't take the uh the red lanterns he's like I do have a a, a, a spare copy I'm like oh a, a
1: spare copy yeah, yeah
0: so then I'm like Oh, I'm like, uh, you know what it was? The other issue was Ferris. And I know I realized, because I saw it on top of the file cabinet. he's like, oh, no, he's like, I just ordered one copy for somebody. He's like, I definitely don't have any spares of that. So then I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, do you take credit? He's like, no, just cash. I'm like, oh, well, I guess since I don't have any cash, then I can't really get any of these comics, and I left. So...
1: Did you really not have cash? Oh, I...
0: I no, I usually don't carry cash. I usually pay by credit. I mean, it's my you know credit debit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh. Yeah. So I mean, like, <laughs> like that happened. That happened. It's like they want me to, to not, to not purchase comics from them. It's like, how do you yeah. make it that difficult to buy comics from you?
1: And granted, like, I I mean, we understand how hard it is with like, like comic, owning a comic shop is not a high profit margin business. So every sale does count. So you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to over order on, on most things. But if, like, if you can only afford like, one issue extra of something, then the, you've, you probably need to reconsider your business model. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and not to mention, like, if if you're ordering like that close, then you know, like, how do you not know? How do you not know how many you ordered for the shelf?
1: And especially like if it's like, like a popular Vertigo book, like I like I assume Fables still does well. So if why wouldn't you like? Okay, there's a new Fable spinoff. Put it on the shelf right next to the new issue of Fables, and maybe pe- like a, like two or three people say, "Oh, I love Fables. Me, oh, what's this? I'll try this because it's Fables." Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, this guy didn't have any copies of Fables on the shelf either.
1: Ah, oh, God. Now, <laughs> look, look for all for all the talk we're giving this, the thing that I have the problem with is the fact that he's doing this, that he hasn't finished sorting and putting out his books until, like. Wednesday evening yeah. like I have never like granted I haven't polled every store but I have never heard of a comic shop that doesn't do this like Tuesday night <laughs> like, like, like every time I've ever encountered a comic store dealing with their incoming stock it's like they get it all delivered by sometime Thursday and then like, around, like, when it's, like, within an hour or so of closing, everybody on staff just, like, sorts the books and they stay there after closing and put them all up and then... Well, you mean Tuesday. Go home. They get the books on, Whatever. on Tuesday. Well, yeah, that the one. The <laughs> problem
0: with that is that uh, where, you know, from what I see, um, I think most of the comic shops around here don't get their comics until Wednesday. Like, there may be a few that get their books on Tuesday... But generally speaking, most of them get, like, a UPS delivery early Wednesday morning. Which, I mean, that's fine, you know? Like, if you're going to get them Wednesday morning, like, there's there's another comic shop, which, oh, I'll get to that one in a second. But
1: Oh, God. Yeah, yeah
0: no, I, I'm telling you, like, it's for me, it's retarded to go to the comic shops nearby.
1: And yeah, well, if they get them Wednesday morning, what the hell are they doing until 5 in the afternoon? Well,
0: like, okay, so this other one... They don't usually get their books until, like, noon. So, and basically, as soon as they get their books, they, they put them out. And they know that they have, like, a few, they usually have a few issues. Um, but even that, like, if you go on a Thursday, they've sold out of Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, you know, that, yeah. you know that, that,
0: what, number six book on the, the top yeah. 300 books of uh, the month or whatever?
1: Yeah, well, apparently all of those were being sold from those stores because they can't keep them.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like, that's another one where they have, they actually have a decent selection of back issues and stuff like that, like old back issues. But, like, when it comes to new comics, it's like, if it's anything remotely popular, you know, it's like they have this set number of issues that they're going to buy, whether, you know whether they think it's popular or not. Like, no, whether it is popular or not. It depends on, like, what they think, you know, of it.
1: Hey, what time does that store close? Which one? The one that... The, the first one you were talking about. Oh,
0: um... I don't know, but they're, they're not open that late. Like, they, like, they're definitely not open past seven.
1: Okay, so, if you want to get, say, the new issue of Green Lantern from that store, you have a window of two hours... Wednesday night, otherwise you'll never get it there ever
0: <laughs> basically
1: that's, oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah, so that that's what I have to deal with like if i if I go to that place, that's like a half hour out of my way, you know, on my drive home, like they have everything like like honestly, like I went there earlier this week, I actually i took off uh work a little early, so you know, I had the time to, to actually waste and go there. And that place, like, let me tell you, I wanted to get a few Batman back issues. Because, um, you know, I actually want to try and catch up with this uh, Court of Owls story.
1: Yes, you do.
0: Yeah, well, I, the, the good news is, I, I will finally have all the issues coming in the mail, you know, within the next couple of days.
2: Sweet.
0: But, uh, I, so I go to the comic book shop, and... Like they had, I don't know, the past like three or four of the Batman issues, um, and they actually this, had, they actually had every Batman issue. It's just that some of them were like third print, fourth print, whatever. Ah. Uh, so, come on. and I mean, like you know, if I'm gonna buy it, I might as well just wait and get the first print, you know, or get a trade. Um. So. Was
1: Was this the second store or the first? No, store? this
0: is this is the good store. This is the good store.
1: Okay.
0: Um, okay. And they have, they, they have so many, like, if it's a popular book, they'll have, like, a stack of, like, a hundred copies yeah. on a Wednesday. Um, you know, sometimes even more. You know, like, if it's, like, a really, if it's, like, uh, Avengers vs. X-Men, they'll order, like, you know, two giant stacks of it and have them right next to each other. Um, yeah,
1: I mean... There's, there's no reason why they shouldn't have a ton of these Batman issues. Like, even if it wasn't, even without the Court of Owls thing, it's just, it's Batman. It should be an easy sell. Yeah.
0: So, I was able to get, like, the issue that came out, I don't know, just a couple of weeks ago, number eight or whatever. Yep. That one, they actually had in Scott Snyder at the store.
1: Like, he was there? He was at when the you... store.
0: Well, he wasn't there when I went. But he was there, like, uh-huh. like whenever the issue came out. And he signed a bunch of issues, and they put them in randomly in the pile of comics.
1: Oh, that's cool. So,
0: like, I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention. Like, I just, you know, I didn't want the first, you know, the top copy. So I reached a couple down, which I don't even always do. Sometimes I do just take the top copy. And, I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, walking around, and as I'm going through, like, what I actually had picked up, I noticed, like, oh, my God. It's like an issue signed by Scott Snyder. Um, so I got a few of them. I got a couple of indie books that nobody else seems to carry. Um, they had actually sold out of Ferris too. I think apparently everybody sold out of Ferris too. Everybody underordered that one. And hmm. and actually Avengers vs X Men number two. That sold out everywhere too.
2: Hmm.
0: So but again I got I found a place online that had them for basically cover price. So. Yeah. But yeah, like if I want, if I want a good selection, then I have to go like really far out of my way. And between, between the fact that it's, it's taking up my time, it's taking up gas. And the alternative is I send an order form to (laughs) DCBS and I save half (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to do any driving, and I don't have to deal with any of the assholes at the local places, then, yeah, it's absolutely retarded for me to not go through
1: DCBS. There's a shop, like, a half hour away from here that me and Rob would go to every few weeks yeah. that we just had to stop, because, I mean, the selection was good, and it's a nice store, but there's, I think, two guys that work there, and one's the owner, and the other is the other guy, and the other guy's the only one that's ever there that when when we go and he won't leave you alone like you come into the store and he just follows you around and won't stop make like trying to make conversation with you and it's one of those where like you can tell like half the time he doesn't know what he's talking about the other half the time he's not really listening to you (laughs) and it's like i'm just like god just stop i just want you to leave me alone i will probably buy more stuff
2: (laughs) that sucks
1: yeah, and like I mean, maybe it's just the guy's lonely because I've never been in there where there's more than like three other people, yeah. not counting whoever I come with. But I don't know. We we started going to this other place, which is a really it's a really good store. It's packed with awesome stuff. The only the I have to like it goes down a full letter grade though, because every new book on the shelves is already sealed in like. Plastic or Mylar or whatever. <laughs> and there's, like, a sign saying, like, please do not remove books from bags. Ask ask at the counter for, like, a copy to flip through or for them to open it or whatever. And I'm like, you know... Oh, man. That's... That, that really... That just strikes me as stupid. It does. Because, like, what... Like, at least in my mind, one of the biggest advantages a comic shop has over buying online is that... Online you have to settle for like a cover image and maybe a couple preview pages whereas like a shop you can like flip through something for a few seconds get a feel for what it's actually like and then decide and like make your decision like like they're like uh, talking about the Court of Owls thing I had like I had not read an issue of Nightwing basically ever I thought about it I especially thought about it with the new 52 but when I heard about like the whole circus plot that he was gonna be involved with, I'm like, I don't like the circus really, so <laughs> I just I skipped it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'll I'll check it out when he's not in the circus anymore.
0: Did you pick
1: up number eight? I I I ordered number eight through DCBS, huh? but I didn't order number seven because okay. I don't think I realized that was a Court of Owls thing too. Oh, is
2: it?
1: Yeah, I know, right? I try. I have to find number seven, and. <laughs> Um, and I'm sitting there I'm like at the time like I don't think I ordered are you looking it up right now <laughs> you're trying to find it on Amazon <laughs> Um, so this was before I ordered or I don't remember when this happened but I was like I'm like you know I basically just pre-ordered 8 because I wanted to see Dick Grayson fight a Talon but that might be cool for an issue and and then like there I am in the in the comic shop, and right there is issue seven, which is like I guess part one of that of that uh, confrontation. I'm like, hmm, maybe. But at the same time, you know, again, all I had to go in was the cover and the concept of would I like to buy this comic book, and I ended up passing on it. Whereas if I could flip through it on the spot, I might have bought it. So it just, I mean. I don't know if it's just a case of, like, this is a store run by collectors, so they seal up things to keep them pristine until they're purchased, or, like, I don't know what the thought process is behind that.
0: You know, I've seen that before, and the only way that it's, that I I think it's acceptable is if the person, like, you know, if, if there's, like, a sign that says that you can open up the bags... You know, or you put a reader copy in front of the bags and boards. Because, I mean, like, there's there's really – that's a, a complete win-win. Because if you put a reader copy out, then, you know, people, if they want to flip through it, they can. And if they like it, then they grab one of the ones with the bag of, bags and the boards, and they have their own mint copy.
2: Yeah. And
0: meanwhile, I mean, if they that's... sell out of the bag and board copies – Chances are there is going to be somebody that wants that reader copy just to read it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole system of, of like the books on the, sh- on like the big, like tiled shelf along the wall seems designed to encourage sales through browsing. Yeah. So you're taking away the, the customer's ability to browse the products, which is going to, is going to keep them from making, like pulling the trigger on buying it. <sighs> uh-huh. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't, I don't understand some of these comic shops. There's, there's one comic shop that is literally like down the road. <laughs> this, this place is like less than five minutes away from me. And I will not go there because if you go in there on a Wednesday, they have not gotten their comics yet. You go in there on a Thursday... And there's a chance that they might have gotten their comics, but as far as them actually ordering more than, like, just covering the, the pull list, it's like, each each week on the wall, like, maybe, like, five or six issues go up. It, it's it's so abysmal. Like, they make all their money, like, selling, like, you know, cards and card games and stuff like that. Mm. Um and they have, like, tournaments and stuff like that at the place. But it's, like, it's a comic book store. And the comics is just, like, a completely secondary aspect. Like, if you, if you go into this place, like, the first thing you see is the comics. And it's comics everywhere on the wall. But, like, all these comics are, like, from the 90s, you know, that nobody wants anymore. It's just, like,
2: yeah. he
0: just, he has, he has that, so he puts them up to display, and he orders barely anything. It's like I, I have no idea. Like I, I assume that he's making his money off of like the cards and stuff like that. But honestly, I I can't say it. I don't know how.
1: Do you think he's like like are these his collection? You think?
0: Um, I think that's very likely. I I I think that's very likely. I like there may be like he may have like tried to pick up like somebody else's collection cheap, and he merged the two. Um. Yeah, because uh, he has he has more than the typical person would have in back issues. Yeah. <clears> throat> but, throat> yeah. I mean, most of them are just absolute crap back issues anyway. He probably yeah. goes to Wild Pig and stocks up on the 50 Cent topics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. He's, well, no, then he would have the Jamie D collection if he did. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, okay. Before uh, oh, <laughs> the one other thing I wanted to mention of Mocha, guess who I ran into? Who did you run into? I ran into Peter Rios. Oh,
0: oh my God! I knew it. I, yeah, I you know, no, I literally thought it's like, oh man, it's like if I don't go, then I'm probably gonna miss running into one of the geeks from Comic Geeks Week. I'm like, I bet Peter Rios is gonna be there. I literally thought that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Want me to make it worse? What? He's not gonna make it to Wild Pink. No, I I, huh. I,
0: I, I would assume that not.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, but it was cool. I wasn't even. It seems like every time I go to Mocha, I never look for him, and he just finds me. <laughs> it's all. I was like, oh my god, Peter! And so it was cool. Got to catch up with him for a few minutes. Uh, it was kind of. It kind of sucked though, 'cause like, it was right after I found like somebody else. That was just, like, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I had just started to, like, talk to them. And then Peter came up, so I'm like, oh, I want to talk to Peter. Oh, I don't want to snub this person that I'm already talking to. So didn't get to... Only got to spend, like, a few minutes. And, like, he's doing... He's doing well with his, uh, his shows and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And th- I don't know if you uh, caught up. I don't know how caught up you are on CGS, but... Uh, fairly
0: well caught up.
1: Did you hear uh, Jamie D... Let slip that Peter's coming back to podcasting.
0: I did hear that. Well, that was on his uh, Twitter.
1: Uh, I did not hear his Twitter. Yeah,
0: um, he's he's gonna be on a podcast about something, and then he's going to consider doing his own podcast.
1: Yes, that's basically what Jamie said too. And like, it's he all he all Jamie said was it's it's I think he put it like it's a a popular podcast. or he he some phrase it like that in some way. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking, he's going to like he and Mr. Phil are going to revive Indie Spinnerac because that's been gone for a while. Oh. Because <laughs> that was Peter, like that was like one of Peter's two favorite podcasts. He was hanging around with Mr. Phil at Mocha. Huh. It was, <clears throat> I think it would make sense. <laughs>
0: and. Actually, on the forums, on thecomicforums.com, uh, somebody actually mentioned about the Bring Back Indie Spinner Rack, and uh, I can't remember if it was Mr. Phil or Charlito. I think it was Mr. Phil that was uh, commenting that, like, he basically was implying that something may be happening soon, but he can't comment because he didn't know the full details yet.
1: LanternCast exclusive, everybody. Indie Spinner Act, coming back with Peter Rios. <laughs> huh.
0: So, okay, so now I have, I, I saw this cover um, that I have to show you. Oh, yeah. It's uh, from that guy, um, Ulysses Farinas.
1: I know the name.
0: He's the one that's done, um, what do you call it? He did like the Lego drawings where it's like tons of like the, all the Blackest Night characters as Legos. Yes. Um, and he's done like a, a Marvel version where they're all Legos. He does a lot of drawings where like he packs like tons and tons of Easter eggs into it, and they're very tiny. But uh, it, like you just you can just spend you know a while just going through looking for everything. So he did the cover for Glory number twenty-six from Image, and uh, and thankfully Ooh. this is the um, this is the actual cover, not a variant cover, because he did a recent variant cover for Fanboys versus Zombies number one.
1: I think I ordered that. I don't know if I ordered that cover, but I did order that. Yeah, I,
0: I got that particular cover. Um, but yeah, you see this cover? I do. Oh my God! It's like. This character, Glory, just took out Godzilla, so that's whose carcass you see behind her. Oh. And then, awesome. like, if you look, it's like tons and tons of monsters from Godzilla.
2: Hmm.
0: You have a uh, Gamera on one of the ribs. You have, uh, in the pool of blood, the, the crab thing. <laughs>
2: um,
0: at the very bottom, the uh, Robo Robo Godzilla. That-
1: Mecca Godzilla, um,
0: and then over, like just beneath the crab, you have the baby Godzilla character. Not <gasps> Um, the the turtle, oh the purple turtle over on the side. I, there's like <laughs> so many Godzilla monsters on this this page. It's it's insane. Huh. I had I definitely had to bring this to your attention though.
1: <laughs> yeah, that looks cool. This
0: is very cool. I'm definitely getting this. I, I have no idea what this comic is, but I'll get it for the cover.
1: <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. G.I. Joe and the Rocketeer teaming up against Cobra and its Godzilla monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Like they even gave Godzilla a cobra tattoo over its heart. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Yeah. Yeah, um, ulyssesfarinas.com. It's U L I S E S F A R I N A S.com. Uh he's <laughs> he's definitely on my my uh, my jam. His uh, his art is crazy. And, you know, his art is crazy and like I got him to do a lego version. Of the cover But like I'm like Like as he's doing that I'm like looking at Some of the other stuff That he's done Like stuff like this Where it's like You know very detailed And Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking to myself
1: Kind of kicking yourself I'm
0: just like Yeah I'm thinking to myself It's like you know He would be Like the only person That I would You know think of Actually asking to do like Two (laughs) You know one in each Different style Yeah But uh
1: you know, oh, you should get him to get him to draw like a Green Lantern Corps page. <laughs> Just pack it with as many people, you know. After you win the lottery. Yeah, yeah, really. It's
0: that—that's what it would take. But uh, yeah, he's—he's he's awesome.
1: Oh, speaking of a, uh, of a, uh, like his Lego people. I don't know if you saw, but they released the uh, well, they sh- this picture of a. Uh, Green Lantern that's going to be in Lego Batman 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's going to be able to make constructs and he's also going to be able to make stuff out of Legos that nobody else can.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome, but I kind of just want the uh, the, the minifigure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, like, I'm just like, I kind of want to play this game. Just because, like, like, imagine how the constructs came together in the Ryan Reynolds movie. That would apply perfectly to green Legos.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
1: Oh, you hate fun.
0: I just, I just don't have, you know, I don't have the time for video games lately.
1: No, you won't have the time for video games in, what, five months? (laughs) How is Lauren?
0: She's doing well.
1: Is she showing yet? I don't know when that happens.
0: Um, she's almost starting.
1: Okay. So.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about?
1: I don't think so. We talked about the amazing 60s. We talked about Mocha, Wild Pig, Action Lab. Uh... Random stuff. <laughs> I think we're good.
0: I think so. Oh
1: if you're going any longer, James won't get this out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um yeah, so I guess the one last mm-hmm. thing is that at Wild Pig uh, and we mentioned this before, but Joe Statton is gonna be there. It it wasn't until today that I actually like took the time to like go on to comic book DB and see Just how much, like, he's actually drawn through the years. And, like, the man has drawn, like, what, like, a quarter of all Green Lantern comics that have come out, basically?
1: Oh, at least 110% of them.
0: It's crazy. So, and, uh, he actually did, uh, the issue with the anti-Green Lanterns.
1: Oh, uh, with the, that cover you love, the 150 yes. or something? Yeah.
0: So, I'm gonna... <laughs> I, I, I think I definitely want to try and get a sketch from him. But we'll see.
1: But yeah, that's Yes. What... Are you gonna have anything to talk to him about? Oh, I know. Are you gonna know. interview him? Are you? Are you? <laughs> Please. Well, oh, I'm bringing a recorder along, so... Oh, God. Find, find me if you want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gonna be just like... Just like a long, awkward interaction. Oh, you—you you drew Green Lantern. Yes, yes, I did.
2: It—it drew
1: goodly. You did it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> which was your favorite? <laughs> which, which? Which? What? Which? Thank one? you. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> which was your?
1: Like which what which issue which character what do you mean? Thank you, <laughs> and then you just walk away. Um,
0: well, well, Chad won't be there, so I don't know how good the interviews are gonna be.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, let's uh, let's put this episode to bed.
1: Yep.
0: Um, if you want to contact us. You can do so at lanterncast at gmail dot com. You can go to our website, lanterncast dot com. You can find us on iTunes. Um, We have a voicemail. It's uh, seven zero zero
1: eight eight. lantern lantern.
0: (laughs) I will never remember that area code.
1: You're the one who always corrects me.
0: (laughs) I know. I just make a point of never remembering it. And if you go to that LanternCast.com website, there's links to the forum, links to our Facebook page, uh, gallery, and Twitter, and bio pages.
1: Yes, our forum is there. All of our contact information is there. Uh, All of us have blogs now, apparently. Basically. Even James. Yes. I think I just saw a posting from him today that he saw the Avengers movie. Oh, Cause... God. Well, listen, every country that's not us got it, okay?
0: What's up with that?
1: I don't know. They got Thor first, too.
0: That was okay. I mean, they're allowed to have that first. <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> when are you going to see it?
0: I, I'm i hoping to see it on Friday.
1: Okay. I, mean, I know, like, once my group drags me away from the convention on Saturday we're gonna like hit a movie theater on the way home mm. I'm a little, I'm always a little nervous about going to see like like a big movie close to that close to opening on like a weekend night though
0: yeah yeah I mean like I want to see it on Friday but <laughs> I'm definitely leery about it because I mean it's basically going to be opening night and we didn't pre-order tickets so I don't actually know if that that's actually going to happen. I did want to see it before Super Show. Well, Wild Pig Super Show.
1: Well, I guarantee you, you'll be seeing it before Super Show. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so James's blog again is jamesfdoyle.blogspot.com Yes. And Chad's
1: is coreconjecture.blogspot.com. There you
0: go.
1: Mine is. You don't know it.
0: It's a Tumblr.
1: And yeah, it's, it's Dan has a blog now. <laughs> Definitely not going
0: to remember that.
1: And, and your yours is some. You have like some toy thing or something, right? Yeah, sure. Jim custom. Jim custom, customizes. It's,
0: it's it's not that at all.
1: Jim customizes, blog. now. Dot. Libson. God Almighty. No. Dot, or, dot. org. Dot.org. Dot.edu. Because you're telling people how to do. You're teaching. Now. You're proving the minds That's of a generation.
0: Completely wrong. You could not be more <laughs> wrong. Showingoutofcostumes.com. Um. Yeah, the site is set up. The there's not a lot of uh, blog entries or full gallery pictures yet, but uh the site's set up.
1: There you go. So, that's, that's half the battle.
0: Yeah, well, maybe a little bit more. Maybe seventy five percent of the battle.
1: Did you have did you see that uh that pie chart for G.I. Joe where it's like
0: knowing it's half, half the, of the battle, a quarter half of it b- is blue lasers and the other quarter is red lasers. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's a good that's good math. <laughs> <sighs> oh,
0: Oh, hey, question. What? Um, since I got my uh my Young Justice Hal Jordan figure. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get one?
1: No, I didn't order oh, it. Oh. I, I know, yeah. but I'm like
0: I feel sad for you. Oh, because the figure yeah. is amazing and now there's none left.
1: Well, if it helps, I'm probably going to have to review it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, jo- uh, John asked me to like record like a cu- like an episode or two of uh Not Young Just Us. Huh. Cause season two just started, and there, they're he wants to like work his way through season one. Yeah, and every episode he wants he also talks about like a figure in the line, huh. and I think one of my episodes has the Hal Jordan figure. Oh,
0: that's so oh. sad for you. I
1: was like, you should, yeah, you should like. Of Jim wants to talk about the figure, and he's like, "Ah, Jim doesn't like Jung Justice."
0: You know, I watched I watched one episode. Over Which the one? Weekend. I think it was the New, Ye- New Year's episode.
1: Is it the one? What happened in it?
0: There was a uh, StaroTech.
1: Yeah, that was the season finale of season one. Okay. Yeah. Did you like it?
0: It was okay.
1: You know, I will say that the last. I want to say two episodes of season one were probably the weakest I've seen of this show. Yeah. I felt like they tried to do a little too much too quickly and they had, like, a couple of reveals in it that I was kind of like, what?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, to me the whole concept of like, creating the Staro tech things specifically, you know, designed for each person so...
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like,
0: oh, and it can take over Superman, and it can take over Red Tornado. Red
1: Tornado, Dr. Fate. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and I'm just like, what?
1: Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's not the show's best. Like, but, but like to put it this way, like, that's the, I think that's the lowest ebb of quality the show gets to. So... At, like this, I just watched I, today. I just watched the season premiere, of season two. I was, I that was a, it was great. It's the kind of thing where like they hit you with so much upfront that you're looking forward to like the next week to see like okay, let's see what happens when they dial it back a little bit and you can let stuff sink in and learn because like they did something I didn't expect. Like season two is five years later. Like five years after season one. Oh wow! Like there's a five year gap between the last episode of season one, first episode of season two, and like the cat like the status quo of the characters you know is different. The team is more than has more than double the membership. Like there's so much. Like Robin is Nightwing now, and Tim Drake is in as like a, another Robin character, and they're both on the same team, and they have all this stuff like Wonder Girls. There, it's 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 so. Like I it this show just became so much more interesting and I was already really interested.
0: Huh. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know that I don't know how I feel about that. Might get a little busy.
1: Listen, if you liked Justice League Unlimited, you should like this.
0: Uh I have watched like, seven and a half episodes of the Green Lantern series so far.
1: The first seven?
0: Yeah, the first seven and a half.
1: Okay, I was gonna say, not just, like, random ones? No, no, I
0: made it halfway through the, uh, episode eight uh, and fell asleep, so I still have to finish that one, and then, I guess, episode nine just came out.
1: Uh, was that nine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: that That's, I'm, I'm loving that. I really like that series. Um, and... What you call it? And the other thing that I wanted to discuss, which I just remembered, now that we've, you know, we've already done the closing of the show and, uh.
1: Ten minutes ago. Yeah, still
0: talking, but <laughs> the San Diego Comic Con exclusives from Mattel.
1: Oh, they announced those?
0: Yeah, you you were the one that texted me.
1: Oh, was I? Oh, that's what that was? Yeah. I had no idea. I saw, hey, Mattel's doing something. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, Mattel. Announced their um, what do you call it the San Diego Comic Con exclusives, um, you know, like every year they they do the certain ones. This year for He Man, it's this this atrocious figure based off of the the very first concept of He Man, where He Man it's like first he's a barbarian, then you can turn him into like some kind of like walking tank person creature.
1: Oh, Face is He-Man? I didn't realize.
0: Well, yeah, that's all, like... That was the pitch. That was the pitch for He-Man. That you have this character that could change into these other characters.
1: Huh. Um, they did not use that. <laughs> no,
0: and there's a good reason for why they didn't use that. Um, because it's horrible. It's actually, like, it's, it's... It's being panned by a lot of people. Um... It's,
1: like, this figure is being panned? Or? Yeah.
0: Well, I basically, I think a lot of the ones that they've created for this year, like, it's they're, they're looking at it as, like, a fairly mundane, um, you know, con-exclusive lineup. Um, I know you like the Tiny Titans figure set.
1: Yeah. Oh, come on, those look awesome.
0: They do look, like, exactly like they, you know, do in the comic.
1: Yeah, they look like they jumped off the page. Um,
0: there's a... Not a DC Classics action figure, but it's the character Death. They're calling it a Staction. It's a tiny little what? plastic statue.
1: What the... Wait, what's a... Wait, did you say statue or Staction? I said Staction. What does that it mean? It is a
0: static action figure.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: so it's a figure that just stands there and has no
1: um, no mobility. That actually sounds like the perfect action figure to me. <laughs> I might have to get one of these. Yes, and uh,
0: because because it doesn't have any articulation, you get the privilege of paying an additional $5. Oh, well.
1: So, Someone has to pay for the extra work that's not being done. Yes. Um, <laughs>
0: then there's this set of three Polly Pocket figures with Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and I want to say Catwoman? Probably. Uh, there's something from cars, which they didn't show pictures for, Mm. and then they're going to release another couple of pictures eventually from a bunch of Hot Wheels things that they're doing. Man. I mean, I, I have to say, I guess I'm kind of happy about it because of the fact that, uh, I'm not going to actually be buying any of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even realize... Like, I did, all I did was see the pictures, and I'm like, oh, cool, they're making these. I didn't realize these were con these were exclusives. Yeah. They usually do, like... They do cool things, like Plastic Man turning into a briefcase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they usually make them available online afterwards.
2: Hmm.
0: But, uh, like, slight changes. Like, if you want... If you go to San Diego, you can get the <clears throat> He-Man figure in the Barbarian outfit... Otherwise if you order it on Maddie Collector, it's gonna come to you <laughs> in the tank outfit or the other outfit.
1: Oh my god, get tank face. Uh, tank that's... face. Um...
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, like the the thing that I was actually just thinking about was how like I like He Man. I have I have a bunch of the figures from this classics line. I have a bunch of figures from the 2000, you know, 2 line. And I even have, like, a, a couple of figures from the uh, the original line. Um, I mean, I have all, of, like, the main characters, like, loose in bins and stuff like that. But I actually have, like, I think I have uh, Dragstore and Stinkor in the package. His name's Stinkor? Yeah, he's a skunk, a skunk creature. And I'm just thinking about how, like, you know, when they're coming out with these figures, like... They they actually came out with a figure um, called the Fearless Photog, which is this character that was designed by a kid back in the '80s. He won a contest for you know this create your own you know He-Man figure. He won the contest and they you know they said that they were going to make the figure and then they just never ended up making a making the figure. Oh. So but the prototype figures, the prototype pictures of this character have been floating around for, you know, basically two decades, two and a half decades, whatever it is. And with the DC classics line, they finally said, you know what, we're actually gonna make this as part of our anniversary, you know, mm. subset. And they made this figure. And I'm like thinking to myself, it's like, oh man, that's amazing they actually made this figure. Part of me really wants it. But the part that won out was the part that said, I don't really want to pay, like, $22 and then an additional, you know, $8 or more for shipping. I don't want to pay $30 for this one action figure. Yeah. And that's how it is with all the He-Man figures now. It's like, like, Stinkor, like, I love that character. I think he's such an awesome character. Like, I have the original one. I have the original one in the package, I actually made a custom from the 2000 line because they didn't make one. So it would be natural for me to want to get the stink war, you know, from this one because he actually stinks. The character actually, they.
1: What? Yeah, no,
0: they actually. You've never heard of this before? No. They, I think they mix like patchouli oil into the plastic so that this, the figure always smells.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
0: It's really, it's, it's really cool.
1: Why would anyone want to buy that?
0: It doesn't smell that bad. It's just that he has
1: this
2: strange aroma.
1: What the hell is wrong with you? If I have a piece of plastic that's emitting weird odors, I'm getting rid of it.
2: Um. God.
0: Yeah, so, but I mean, as much as I want that, it's like I cannot justify spending, like, you know, 30 plus dollars for an action figure. Wow. That's my rant.
1: Hey, you said you watched, what, eight and a half episodes of the cartoon? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, so you're up... Oh, you're only up to there. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's, like, uh, two species warring on this planet.
1: Yeah, and they go there for food and all that. Yeah. okay. Oh, man. Because I just watched nine. Yeah, I know what happens. to nine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know what happens.
1: You, you sound so bitter.
0: <laughs> bitter because I want to watch that one, but I have to finish watching the other one first, and it probably was one of my least favorite episodes so far.
1: So, the first half of it? Yes, yeah.
0: That's why I fell asleep, because I was tired Liz, and it was boring.
1: Listen, there has not been a bad episode of this show. Okay,
0: well, I'll watch but... it, and I'll be the judge of that.
1: Yes, Liz, I'm looking in at the May schedule right now, and it looks like there's only 13 episodes in this season or actually there's supposed to be like 20 something so they might take a mid-season break after 13 so i think sometime in april once we've both seen all of these we should just do an episode talking about the like the season so far
0: sometime in april yeah well considering that we're recording on the last day of april that's probably going to be difficult
1: I mean April
0: ends no. in an hour.
1: No, no no no. I mean next April.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that we can get it done before next April.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, What's the one on the other side of May? June? June? Let's yeah, June. Let's do that in June. Okay.
0: June. June it is.
1: Uh, oh god. Oh god.
0: <laughs> okay, folks. Um the voicemail number is 708 lantern please they know leave us some voicemail please you know the last time i begged for voicemail we actually got some voicemails please
1: we obviously we obviously can't be trusted to do this on our own
0: (laughs) oh man i would love some voicemails voicemails are great especially for the fact that google translates them crazy so, 708 Lantern. You know, if you're just, you're driving along and you have a heads-free, a hand, was it hands-free?
1: Hands-free, yeah, no, heads-free. <laughs> a oh.
0: heads-free device. Yeah,
1: you know, one that works without faces. Yeah, that's weird.
0: <laughs> if you have a heads-free device, you know, give us a call. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're wearing all black and you're going jogging at night. Um, give us a call. Maybe the the light from the the phone as you're talking to us will save your life. Oh, good. (laughs) Something to look forward to.
2: Yeah.
0: That's it.
1: Alright, goodnight! Goodnight!